0: We could try to explain what it's like to get your work done on a John Deere mower, compact tractor, or Gator XUV. But to really understand the feeling, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at JohnDeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Hello, friends, and thanks for downloading another weekly episode of the Money Girl podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and award-winning author who's been producing and hosting this show since 2008. So whether you've been with me from the very beginning or you're a brand new listener, I want to welcome you this week. I love having you along for the ride. Before we get started, I have a quick request. If you are enjoying the show, but you have not yet submitted a quick five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to do that. Your feedback is super, super important to me. I read every single review. But more than that, your reviews tell new listeners what to expect from the show. And the more ratings and reviews we get, the more we get featured. So more people can find us, join the community, and ultimately live richer lives. So thank you in advance for that. We're going to kick off today's show with one of your questions. Hi, Laura. I've really been enjoying your podcast, but I have a question regarding net worth and couples. So I heard on a previous podcast that, uh, you know, a guideline as far as, um, comparing net worth and, and how, you know, how to see if you're doing a good job for individuals. But I was wondering how can I compare, um, my husband and I, our net worth together to that guideline? Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you, anonymous caller. This is a great question that I've never been asked about before. And by the way, if you have a money question or comment, I'd love to hear from you. You can call our voicemail at 302-364-0308 to leave your message. Today's show is for you if you are interested in getting a handle on your net worth and finding out what it is in the first place and how you can use it to accomplish your goals. I'm going to cover what net worth is and how to know if you've accumulated enough as an individual or as a couple. Plus, I'm going to give you a fantastic free tool that makes it super easy to figure your net worth, to track it over time, and to know exactly how much you should be saving every month in order to reach your retirement goals. This is episode number 581. What should net worth be by age? See how you compare. So let's talk about what net worth is exactly. You've probably heard the term net worth used as it relates to the super rich like celebrities or famous CEOs you know, Beyoncé has a net worth of $500 million, or Jeff Bezos is worth $133 billion. But what you may not realize is that even for the rest of us non-famous, super, super rich folks, it's important to calculate and monitor your net worth. I'm gonna start out by reading an excerpt from my new book and audiobook called Debt-Free Blueprint, How to Get Out of Debt and Build a Financial Life You Love. I cover a lot about net worth and show you how to determine yours in great detail. So I'm gonna start out with an excerpt from the book. The first step on any journey is to assess the situation. You have to be clear about where you are right now and where you want to go. So we're going to really assess where your finances are right now. Being clear about your current financial situation can be a little difficult and even a little scary, especially if you're struggling with debt and you don't want to face it. However, embracing reality makes you better able to make positive changes. The first priority in assessing your financial situation is getting organized so you understand your level of financial fitness. And I'll Explain how to easily create an important tool to track the state of your finances throughout your entire life. I call it your personal financial statement or PFS. It's critical for gauging your financial health because each time you update it, you calculate your net worth. And what exactly is net worth, you may be wondering? Well, the definition of net worth is summed up in a very simple formula net worth equals assets minus liabilities. Let me define what that means. Your assets are things that you own that have real value. Your liabilities, on the other hand, are the opposite of your assets. Liabilities are your financial obligation to others. When you subtract your total liabilities from your total assets, you've figured your net worth. It's really that simple. Here's an example. If you own $200,000 in assets, but have $175,000 in debts, your net worth is $25,000. If you have $200,000 in assets and $200,000 in liabilities, your net worth is zero. And if you owe more than you own, such as $200,000 in assets and $250,000 in liabilities, your net worth is negative $50,000. Since everyone's financial situation is unique, there's not a magic net worth number that you should have, but the higher, the better. Net worth is an important number because it reveals your bona fide financial resources at a given point in time. Tracking your net worth keeps you focused on what's really important, increasing your assets and shrinking your liabilities. That's the key to building wealth. In this book, our focus is on how to reduce debt or the liability side of the equation. We'll cover exactly how to add your assets and liabilities to a PFS so you can calculate your net worth and really measure the health of your finances. I recommend updating it on a regular basis, perhaps quarterly or annually. It's the best way to get a complete view of your current situation and should be your financial reality check, something like stepping on the scale if you're watching your weight. As you update your PFS in the future, you'll be able to track whether your net worth is increasing flat, or decreasing. The goal is to slowly raise your net worth by reducing and eventually eliminating your non-essential debts. When you see your net worth increase slowly over time, pat yourself on the back and know that you're making the right financial decisions. Okay, so that's the end of the short excerpt from the book. If you'd like to get the free personal financial statement or PFS workbook, you can go to the notes for this show in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com, or you can send me a text message right now. Just text the phrase net worth, N-E-T-W-O-R-T-H, net worth with no space, to the number 33444. Then you can use the workbook to keep tabs on your net worth and make better financial decisions for your future. And once you calculate your net worth using this tool, you'll probably wonder what it should be. We typically compare wealth across age groups, and that's because older people generally have more economic advantages, such as More job experience, higher pay rates, or even a spouse or partner who contributes to household wealth. And the Federal Reserve regularly publishes net worth statistics by many factors, including age, education, homeownership, race, and more. So you can analyze net worth through a variety of lenses. And I'll put a link to the most recent Federal Reserve statistics in the notes for the show. Again, it's in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. And I'd say while age can be a useful way to think about a net worth goal, don't get upset if you're way behind the U.S. average for your age. You can't change your past financial life, your job, and what I'm encouraging you to do through this podcast is simply to stay focused on what you want to accomplish with your money Going forward, you can't get upset about the past when it comes to finances and money. You kind of just have to slough it off and say, I'm just going to make better decisions today and every day going forward. That's what I'm here to help you to do. So, I'm going to cover some of these statistics, but I don't want you to get hung up on them because they're just statistics. So, on average, a household in the United States has a net worth. Of $692,100. Now, you're probably saying that's a pretty high number. And it is a high number. Why? Well, because it's an average. And so it is skewed by the super rich who have sky-high net worth. That's the problem with looking at an average number, right? So a better measure that I'm going to encourage you to use is the median net worth. That's the number found in the middle of a list. So half the households have higher net worth and half have lower net worth. So it's the number right in the middle. The U.S. median net worth is 97300 Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion Fast and Powerful Relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it So let's talk about some specific numbers and information for different age groups. I'm going to start with your 30s. And it's not that the 20s are not important, but I really feel like the 20s are such a formative time that people are really just getting started. They're dealing with a lot of student loan debt in some cases and maybe uh, are just beginning to save. So net worth is really non existent. In a lot of cases, it's a, a negative net worth in your 20s until you can. Put a little bit of savings aside. So in your 30s is really the decade that you want to think about beginning to build net worth. It's a super important time in your financial life because you might be getting married, you might be starting a family. And you're also seeing your expenses rise at this time. And if you can rein in the costs while your income goes up, hopefully your career is progressing. You're seeing your income go up as well. So if you can make sure that you live within your means, you can definitely build significant net worth in your 30s. Likewise, if you go deep into debt and you live beyond your means, you're going to see your net worth stay flat or even go down in your 30s. So I feel like it's a really pivotal time. And, you know, if you're in your 30s, make sure that you really do think about what your net worth is right now and what you want it to be. I would definitely recommend that you download the tool that I'm going to give you in just a moment. So let's talk about the statistics. So according to the Federal Reserve, and these numbers are all for 2016, they do this uh, survey and this analysis every three years. According to them, the average net worth for U.S. households under the age of 35 is 76200 And the median net worth, remember I told you median is really a more important number, so I want you to focus on that. The median net worth is 11000 So if you are in your 20s or low 30s, That's a great net worth goal to have. If you're in that 10, range, you know, pat yourself on the back, you're doing a great job. Now, if you're in the range of 35 to 44, that's the next range that we have data on. So if you're in the, you know, upper 30s, early 40s, your average net worth, according to the Federal Reserve, is 288,700, and the median is 59,800. Again, remember that the average is skewed by a small number of very wealthy households. So if you're like most, you know, in your 30s, you've got student loans, maybe you've bought a home, you've got a mortgage, but you have very little equity in that home. And all of that is dragging down your net worth. So while you might not be able to eliminate much debt in your 30s, you can definitely make a savings goal to build wealth. So while I want you to focus on net worth, sometimes it can be a bit depressing, you know, when it's low or even negative. And maybe you want to think more about what are the savings goals that I should have. Again, you may not be able to do a whole lot about the debt. You know, you can pay it down slowly. You may not be able to pay down huge chunks of your debt, but you can definitely achieve some aggressive savings goals. And I would say that a good savings target is to accumulate the equivalent of your annual salary by age 30 or 35. For example, if you earn $50,000 a year Try to have at least that much in your bank savings and or your retirement accounts before your 30s come to an end. So make a habit to save money on a regular basis, even if you can only save small amounts while you're in your 30s. I promise you it will really add up and the 30s will lay a foundation that is very rewarding financially for your future. Let's move on to what your net worth should be in your 40s. So, in your 40s, your career is progressing, you're building experience. You typically have the opportunity to earn more in your 40s, right? Plus, By this time, you may own real estate that you're paying down and that is maybe also appreciated in value. For a lot of people, real estate can really make the difference in seeing big leaps in their net worth. But it certainly depends on where you live and, you know, your lifestyle goals. So I'm not saying that everybody should buy real estate or should be a homeowner. Um, It's something that you have to look at on a case-by-case basis. However, your 40s is also a decade when you may launch kids out on their own or to college. And you want to be sure that you protect your wealth and don't overcommit to education loans and expenses on your kids' behalf. Your kids have the opportunity to apply for scholarships, take student loans, and work while they're in school. So while it's wonderful to be able to help kids with college and expenses, it is not something that you should do if it's going to sacrifice your financial security in retirement. Otherwise, your kids are going to end up taking care of you in retirement. And the Federal Reserve has reported that the average net worth of households between the age of 45 and 54 is 727500 and the median is 124200 So again, if you're between the ages of 45 and 54, that median net worth of $124,200 is a great target. And a good savings goal during your 40s would be two times your annual income. All right, moving on to net worth in your 50s. By the time you're in your 50s, you've had three decades to make contributions to your retirement accounts and to savings. Starting at age 50, you also qualify to make additional catch-up contributions to most types of retirement accounts, such as a 401k or 403b at work, or even an IRA. So the 50s is a decade when many people enjoy their peak earning years. You may also have mortgages and other debt finally paid off. Therefore, this is the time to really step up your savings. And I would recommend going to four times your annual income for your savings goal. The Federal Reserve shows that the average net worth for households in the age range of 55 to 64 is is 1167000 and the median is 187300 So if you are in your late 50s, early 60s, and you've got net worth greater than 187000 you are above the median. And if you've got net worth near that average number of $1.1 you are doing great and are going to have an easy time kind of gliding into retirement. All right, let's talk about net worth in your 60s. Most people in their 60s are seriously considering when and how to retire or semi-retire with a second career. You may not have dependents counting on you for financial support or even much debt to speak of at this point. Your 60s is a really good time to downsize your lifestyle, to reduce your overall cost of living as you go into retirement. If you qualify for Social Security retirement benefits, and that's generally the case if you worked at least 10 years, in that case, you're going to need to decide whether to take those benefits early or to wait for a full retirement age. You can take them as early as 62, or you can wait and get a bigger benefit at your full retirement age, which might be 66 or 67, depending on your birthday. And you can even wait till later, until age 70, to take a maximum amount. The amount you can save in your 60s is going to depend on whether you're still working and whether you've accumulated a nest egg that's large enough to last for the rest of your life. A wise savings goal is to have accumulated at least 8 to 10 times your salary during this decade. The Federal Reserve data shows that the average net worth for Americans between the ages of 65 and 74, so that's well into retirement years, that it's just over a million. And the median is 224,000. So by this time, your net worth is definitely an indicator of the type of lifestyle that you can enjoy in retirement. In fact, the average and median net worth numbers are nearly the same for those over the age of 74. So that's really this kind of 65 to 74 is when we see net worth at its peak. Now that you understand what net worth is, and how it relates to your financial future, let's get back to the anonymous caller's question. She wants to know a good way to measure her net worth and her husband's together. The Federal Reserve statistics that I've reviewed are by household. So couples who plan to share their financial lives and eventually retire together should plan together. What I would recommend is to start by completing the personal financial statement for everything you both own and owe, and compare your combined net worth to the median data for your age that I've reviewed here. And it's no surprise that wealth is correlated with family structure, such as being married, single, or having children. Having more earners or lower living expenses in a household is going to allow it to attain higher levels of net worth. Most couples need to accumulate about 10 times their annual income to generate enough retirement income, so if you're married and you've got one breadwinner who earns $100,000, let's say, having a million dollars would be a wise goal in order to maintain your lifestyle in retirement. Or if you and your spouse or partner have a household income of $150,000, you might aim for a combined nest egg of 1.5 million. However, If you plan to significantly increase your spending in retirement by traveling or owning a second home, you may need more money than that 10 times number that I'm recommending. Likewise, if your dream is to simplify your life and downsize your lifestyle, you may need a smaller nest egg to be comfortable. It's reasonable to assume that you could get a 5% return on your wealth in retirement. So that would come to investment earnings of $50,000 a year off of a million dollars or earning $75,000 a year from a nest egg of $1.5 million. And remember that once you or your spouse collect Social Security benefits, you'll have that additional income to count on. But the longer you delay taking it, the bigger your monthly retirement check from the government will be. There are many unknowns in retirement planning, but using these savings goals and these basic income calculations give you a target to shoot for. And you can also use a good retirement calculator to figure out if you or your spouse or partner are saving enough each month to hit your savings goal. So I included a link to my favorite online retirement planning calculators in the free personal financial statement. And again, you can get that by visiting the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com or texting me. Text the phrase net worth to the number 33444. If you're not on pace to have what you'll need for a comfortable retirement, you may need to delay your retirement age. You may need to radically decrease your cost of living or step up your savings rate. Thanks again to the caller, whoever you are, for sending in your message. And I also get a lot of questions about, you know, have you ever done a podcast on this or that? If you go to the podcast page at lauradadams.com, you'll find a link that takes you to the full archive of shows that go all the way back to 2008. There's Tons of great information there. So if your question is, have you done a show on this or that? I probably have. Uh, It's just a matter of going back to the archives. And I include a link to the podcast archives in each of my weekly updates. So if you'd like to get on the list to get that weekly update from me, please visit lauradadams.com or text me. Text the phrase "get." updates with no space to that same number 33444 it's a short email filled with tips tools and resources that i think you might enjoy and if you're not an email Another great way to stay in touch is to follow me on Instagram at Laura D. Adams. Or you can join a group of terrific people who are interacting and and really helping each other solve financial dilemmas, which is my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. Just search for it on Facebook or text the word dollars to the number 33444 to get your invitation. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from the lovely Beata Santora. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes available at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life.